Have you ever learned a new word and then immediately you see that word everywhere? Have you ever bought a new car and then the next week all you see on the road is the same exact car that you just bought? That is the Botter Mainoff phenomenon and that is what we're talking about today. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. All right. Hey, everyone. We're talking about the Botter Meinhof phenomenon, also known as frequency bias today. But first, we're going to talk about our days. My name is John Boy, Jimmy. I got my girlfriend, Caitlin, here. You go by Katie, though. Yeah, I just go by Katie. We are inside today. Last week we were outside. We talked about the month of October, all that came with the month of October. It was a bad idea to do the podcast outside. Uh, I actually talked to one kid. He said he didn't notice that the audio was bad. I was like, sorry, I probably just brought it to your attention. But I thought it was terrible with the planes and the cars and everything in the background. Oh, well. Okay. How was your week? It was, it was fine. How was your week? My week was good. I have a couple things I need to talk to you about. Okay. That came through my brain this week that I wrote down. I had... Let's hear them. I had... You probably don't even know this. Where did I just put my phone with all my notes? Okay. You probably don't even know this because I hid it from you. Oh, God. No, I was busy this week. I mean, I went to work, came home, watched Yankees, and blah, 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 blah. Well, actually, first I have an update from the story we told last week of my dad and his coworker in the flowers. My dad listened and he... Confirmed for me. Remember, I told you my dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Made That's a sorry. bet with his work. Right, right. And uh, I said he made a bet with his coworker. His and uh, my dad lost, so my right. dad had to send his coworker's wife flowers. And then she thought, him. and she was mad because she was like, "Why did you send me flowers?" Same thought process I had. Well, there's a little difference. My the guy who lost the bet to my dad was being such a sore winner. About the entire bet, that my dad got mad at him, and my dad had the note on the flowers oh, say, no. "I'm sorry." Oh no, that's so mean! <laughs> <laughs> Your dad, wow, Chris, prankster, huh? That's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> so he got him in trouble. Not so some of people's marriages. So that is a little at all. What do they call it in newspapers when they addendum uh, retraction? When they rewrite, when they make a mistake. When newspapers write an article and it's wrong, and then they have to... An edit? I don't know. I don't there's work a, for it. There's a word. I'm not a newsie. <laughs> there's a word for it. Okay, what else is on our list? Oh, for you, your eyes hurt this week. Katie thought it would be... She's told me with a lot of vigor and confidence that she was not going to wear her glasses anymore. She was going to go just eye-free. That's okay. Naked eyes. And then she came home that very day and your eyes hurt Well, because bad. even with the classes, I was getting migraines. So I thought, well, you know what? Heck, I've tried everything. Why not try going a day or two without my glasses? I made it through the first day fine. But the second day, I ended up getting what my optometrist now explained to me is an ocular migraine, which is not fun. Your eyes were like, hey, 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 uh... The glasses really help. This sucks. We're working really hard. Well, it's only it's only my left eye that needs correction because they're different. So my right eye and my right half of my brain, I guess, was working in overdrive to help the left eye. And so all my headaches and migraines and eye pain was on my right side. 
I even had a muscle in my eye strain. So back to wearing your glasses. So back to wearing my glasses. I have to get a new prescription. I'm trying that Warby Parker thing. And you're going to get contacts in. Maybe next year. Okay. I'm we'll in, see. I'm in favor of contacts. I know. But if this is what I'm wondering. If I only have, because I've looked at my prescription, and I think it's only for one eye. So if that's the case and I get contacts, are this, they only going to give me a con one contact for the one eye that needs help? Out of those glasses, one of those eyes does nothing? No, this prescription... Both of the eyes have correction, yeah. right? Uh -huh. But not one's higher than the other. Uh -huh. The prescription that I just got, only one has, one eye has a correction. Maybe one eye has a correction based off your original eyesight, or one eye has a correction based off what you had currently. No, like based on my eyesight. He's saying that what the prescription I need is only in one eye. Does that not make sense? Are you not getting this? It does, but your other eye didn't go back to perfection so if your other eye was off at one point it's it was two different off. it was two different doctors though so i don't think they like he's not keeping track of my prescription and saying like hmm, we should i don't know i don't know how i don't know how optometry works i mean yeah no idea <gasps> the eyes are a mess are, i don't are, know my eyes are terrible i wear contacts all the time i wear glasses when i fall asleep and glasses when i wake up yeah I'll but those glasses you need to get a new prescription because those aren't even your right yeah, but the I don't need perfect prescription when I fall asleep and wake up. I wear contacts every other hour of the day. I don't know. I think those are the most important hours, waking hours for your eyes. So, just something I've read, you know. I will highly disagree. <laughs> we'll move on. I had, you don't even know this, I had a very sappy week. I had no, a, I do know this. No, you You've don't. been sending me all of your fan mail. No, that was just yesterday. Oh. Yesterday, the Yankees lost. I'm and sorry. I'll give you a hug. Oh, thanks, babe. Thanks. The Yankees. I'm sad about it, too. Everyone, his family likes to joke that I'm going to be happy when, well, prior to them actually losing, that I'd be happy when the season ended. But I was actually really excited. I watched the last few games and got really... Yeah, you were a great supporter. ...amped up, and I was hoping they'd go to the World Series. I told all my fifth graders that <laughs> um, they could go themselves because the yankees are going all the way all right so i, was, I didn't actually say that to yeah. fifth graders so yesterday i got a lot of compliments from people that enjoyed the yankee podcast and the tweets uh along the season and that made me sappy and happy but before that i had a very nostalgic sappy week while i was at work i cried what in my office at one point why, why am I just hearing about this? Because I wanted to save it to get your reaction on this Okay, one. that's extreme. Come on. Do you want to know what I cried about? What did you cry about? Steer Irwin, the crocodile yes. hunter. Yes, is it the anniversary of his death? I don't know. Oh. Do you know Steve Irwin? Do you know the story of... Yeah, uh, he died. He got stung by a, a stingray. Do you know the story of his family? It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful story I've ever heard. I mean, just that he has a really sweet, adorable family that are all still doing what he wildlife. Liked. Yeah. So His son is adorable. He goes on Ellen all the time. So, so, no. so if you don't know, if you're, I mean, Steve Irwin's crocodile hunter from Australia. He died when he was 44 in 2006. He got stung by a stingray. His wife, Terry Irwin, mm -hmm. is from Oregon. Oh, I didn't know that. America. She went. No kidding. Yeah. She went <gasps> to Australia as a tourist, okay? 
So, I don't know. I went like a deep dive. I think it was like a top story on Reddit. So, I was just clicking, clicking, clicking for it. Wait, so, how do you know this is true, though? I was listening to interviews and shit. Oh, okay. Uh, So, his wife, Terry, went to Australia Mm -hmm. as a tourist. Went to Australian Zoo, which is Steve worked there. His family, his dad owned it or something like that. And he was doing his crocodile show. Calling crocodiles beautiful. (laughs) Buttes. Buttes. Doing all this shit. Wrestling with crocodiles. Touching them. And she was just a spectator. Touching those Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. And she was just an American (laughs) tourist spectator who was like, oh my God. Who's this guy that's so (laughs) passionate about crocodiles? (laughs) I'm into it. I have to meet him. Love this crocodile wrestling man. So she went and met him. Fell in love with him. So she had two adorable babies with him. She knew right from the get-go, this dude is passionate about Australia's wildlife conservatories. Is that what it is? Conservation? Conservation. Australian Conservation of Wildlife and and, uh, Land. Mm -hmm. Um, She knew that going in. Like, that was part of what made her fall in love with him. Okay. Okay. Right? So... She was into that wildlife. It wasn't like they were childhood friends and then he grew up and this is his passion and she had to deal with it. She loved him, but she put up with his craziness. No, that passion and craziness is what made her love him. Okay. It was like part of him. Okay. Okay, so that's cool right away. Yeah. She's on the TV show with him. Make a TV show. It's all him. If you ever watch any clips of Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter and TV show, he was the most like happy, genuine. Animated. Animated, but not like... It was before the days of reality TV where no, you had very to be genuine. a character. It was very genuine. Like he was just that excited to be doing what he was doing. I remember watching yeah. him on TV all yeah. the time. And she loved him for it. Okay, so they have uh, a baby girl, Bindi, which is mm-hmm. an Aboriginal name for baby girl. Bindi means baby girl in, Abor- in Aboriginal. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, then they have a son, uh, Robert. I think is Robert. And... Steve Irwin died when he was 44. Bindi was nine. Robert was like five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Terrible. Yeah. So I'm by Stingray, 44, super young. His love and conservator, what, what, how do you say that word? Conservation. Conservation. <laughs> conservation. That could have died with him. And people would have been like, he loved it. It's so sad. It died with him. Right. But it's not tragic, right? Right. It did not die with him. Terry, no. So Australia said they wanted to build a, a statue for him. Terry's wife, who's American, mm-hmm. said, no, I don't, a statue doesn't fit him. I want you to go, I want a living statue. All this land in Queensland, uh, which is um, North East Australia, mm-hmm. let's preserve that as a... Tribute? Oh, conservation? Conservation land of, of land and wildlife. Let's preserve. Preserve in his name, which was worth billions in mining. And she preserved it in his name and somehow finagled that for Australia. She became an ambassador for Australia, went all around the world telling people, come to Australia. She's not even Australian. Come to Australia. Brought her, her Bindi. She's 18, 19 now. She gave a eulogy at when he I died remember. when she was I nine years old. It. it was perfect. Bindi is now a conservationist. Now, his, yeah. His son, his son is 14. He is doing animal conservationist he teaching, with- and they're and, and 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 
for a second, I was like, is this forced? Like, is this kid going to, like, kill himself because, like, he has to fill his father's Jeez. shoes? Is he going to be depressed because no, he has to fill his father's shoes? On, no, I was all, wrong. The Jimmy Fallon show, not yeah, the Ellen yeah, Jimmy Fallon show. show. And no. he is just, like, his, he's the spitting image and attitude of his dad. They all love animals, love teaching people at, about animals, love preserving, like, natural habitats and animals. It was, like, the most beautiful thing. Like, this dude... Are you going to cry? I cried in my office because I was all sappy as shit. And uh, I was watching like he died and Bindi was giving a speech at his funeral. But I was like, holy shit. This dude was just probably like a 22-year-old. Loved crocodiles. (laughs) Or or 25-year-old. Loved crocodiles. Was doing a crocodile. He was just stoked about crocodiles. stoked about crocodiles. Like so passionate about crocodiles. Who the fuck buys into that? And this lady, Terry, was an American tourist. Saw him in his natural habitat. Bought in so hard. That she stayed in Australia for the rest of her life. She became an ambassador for Australia, the country he loved. And she made them preserve all this land in his name. And spawned two children that they all do what he loved. This dude's passion was so strong that he has now a family in his honor. Be like, you are very passionate about this story. Almost to the degree that he was passionate about crocodiles. I could give a fuck about crocodiles. Like, I don't care. But this story. Snakes? Fuck snakes. He loves snakes. Screw that. But that is just, I mean, I mean, as a as That's a guy with like a li- in his with family. lineage, I was reading all this and I was like, holy shit. So do you think that when Bindi and Robert have kids, their kids are also going to be very passionate about animals? Or do you think they're going to rebel and be like, you guys eventually, are fucking crazy eventually have about to animals? You, eventually someone's going to have to rebel uh, and ruin it. And you think maybe they, they might because, but they didn't know their dad. But, but I just think that is like... The coolest, most beautiful honor you can ever give Steve Irwin. He died early from a stingray, stingray thing. And his, stingray thing. his family is completely bought into what he... It's his legacy. And then he carried it on. His legacy is carried on well and good. Yes. So I thought that was awesome. To the nth degree. Okay. So that was one sappy thing I had in my life this week. Okay. Then I did something I've done often before. Oh, watch Military uh, Return? No, no, no. That's oh. just when I want to quit cry. Oh. I watched something even... <laughs> so weird. I watched, <laughs> I watched something even weirder. I watched... There's these videos on YouTube from like 1990, 2000, 1995. Average day in a high schooler's life. And it's like these people that had cameras before cameras were common and you'd have them on your cell phone. Like literally big cameras. Brought him to high school in like 1990 in Houston. There's one 1990 Houston, like 40 minutes long. Just walks through high school with his camera recording and the classes and the hallways. And it's really weird because in our day and age, the only time you see home footage like that is in movies or TV shows when they're showing you like the good times and then yeah. something very tragic happened to the characters. Mm-hmm. But it hits on my nostalgia f- factor that I love. And it's so weird and bizarre, and I love them. I like watching them so much. Because these high schoolers in 1990, which means they're like, that was 30 years ago. 1990? I was born in 93. So that was 27 years ago. So they're 18, 27 years ago. So they are 30, I don't know, what are they? 
18 plus 27. What's that? 18 plus 27? Yeah. They're mid-30s. 36, 35? Late 30s. Whatever. I don't know. These yeah, kids, they're in high school. That right. And they have no idea how much their lives are about to change. And it's just crazy. Like, I can't... I, sometimes I can't wrap my head around that. We had a very different experiences in high school, and I am never going to be nostalgic about high school. I'm not nostalgic about high school. I'm nostalgic about being young and having no idea what your future brings. Right. But and I no still idea like... what your changes in your mindset or your changes in your brain are about to bring. Like, when I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. So if you were to film me when I was, like, a junior in high school... And stop that tape. What's this kid want to be when he grows up? Teacher. Now I'm doing nothing of the sort. It's bizarre how much life changes. And when you're 16, 15, so when you're, you think you have it figured out. Yeah. You're a cocksure, young, dumb idiot. And just nothing is how it seems. Yeah. And I watch like these random... I get nostalgia for time, nostalgic for times that I was not part of. Like the early 90s, this kid's walking through the halls with a video camera and everyone's just happy to see him. Because a video camera in the hallway is so weird. So he's walking through the hallways like, what's up, John? Hey, John, you going to send me this footage? Send me that footage, John. That's what they're saying when he walks through because it's like a camera is like a weird thing. And they feel like they're, they feel like they're <laughs> yeah, literally on TV. Because they've never seen someone walk through with like a film camera. That's so funny. Handheld cameras weren't popular until like late 90s. Okay. Mid 90s, maybe. Okay. It's like That's a so process. Funny. So funny. Very interesting. You had a very sappy week. Very sappy week. Okay, anyway, let's move on to the Butter Meinhof phenomenon. Do you know why it's called that? Mm-mm. I explained it in the intro. Butter Meinhof phenomenon is when you learn something, you see something, and then you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Butter Meinhof is like a racist club in Germany. What? And the dude learned about Butter Meinhof Club. Right, mm-hmm. and then he saw it like the next couple days, a couple times. So he named the phenomenon after, after that. this racist club. I don't know if they're a racist. I'm gonna Google it right now, real quick. They were the Botter Minoff. Okay, so you're just making assumptions about a club that you don't even. No, uh, I think they were. <laughs> this racist they were also club. Called the Red Army Faction, commonly known as Botter Minoff Group. Uh, they were a militant group. In West Germany, supported by East Germany, they they engaged in a series of bombings, assassinations, kidnappings, bank robberies, and oh, shootouts wow. with police. So they were a ba- I don't not know if they a were good racist. group. Not a good group. So of this dude, this dude in like 1995 learned about the Bader Meinhof group. Saw it everywhere and decided. And then to saw name. it next couple di- next couple days again, and then he named this phenomenon like, "Hey, you know when you learn about something and then you see it everywhere? That just happened to me with." Botter Meinhof Red Army Faction Club in West Germany. So he named it's it's a terrible name, terrible terrible name. The more easier name is frequency bias, which mm-hmm. actually explains it much more. The frequency bias. Mm-hmm. So the logic behind it. Well, let's do it. Do you have any examples when this has happened to you? Because I have three. I think I can think. Of. I mean, it happens all the time, but I have three prominent ones in my life. Um, it happens to me a lot. And it always has, and I've always noticed it and remembered it. It's mostly when I'm learning something new, mm-hmm. and I find it really interesting. And then it just kind of sticks with me, like vocabulary words, or the other day we were talking, we were listening to 
Um, what was the song? Good Night Irene. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it a lot. We played different versions of it. And then like the next night, or two, or maybe a week later, we went mm-hmm. out and there's a live band playing Good Night Irene. Irene. Yeah. And that was the first thing I heard, or the mm-hmm. first song that we heard when we got there. Yeah, that's good. When I moved to California and joined a club hockey team, they only had so many numbers to, for jerseys. And you couldn't choose you just only had like options and mm-hmm. i only had three options and one of them was 54 which for reasons you won't understand it's just a garbage garbage hockey number mm-hmm. terrible hockey number but it was what i had to choose from then on out every time i looked at the clock it seemed like it was 954 1254 154 and the logic behind it the, the like this isn't really that much like psychiatric or like that much studies behind it because psychiatrists or scientists just like nah it's just like when I'm driving I probably look at the clock every three minutes like I scan my head and I see the numbers every right, three minutes but that's the number that but, stands out to you most. but only one number stands out to me because I think it means more so like when that, like I would probably roll my head to be like nine forty four nine forty seven nine forty nine and then mm-hmm. I'd look over at 9.54, like, oh, fucking every time I look at the clock, it's 9.54. But I had just looked at it, like, seven times in the last 20 minutes and not picked up on any of those numbers. Hmm. So that I've also... never had it with numbers like that before. Mine's always just been with, like, new fun facts or new things that are standing out to me. A big one is like word of the day. Like, you get a, you get a word of the day yeah. notepad or whatever those things are. Right. You learn a word, and then... Uh, you learn it, you read it, like, oh, that's a good word. And then an hour, two hours later, one of your coworkers comes in and is talking to you very normally and just drops that word. And you're like, oh, I was just I was, that was my word of the day. Did you know that? And like, no. And then you start hearing it and seeing it in all your memos and yeah. everyone's saying uh-huh. it. And the thought, the logic behind that is there's so many words you hear in a day. Right. Like, like thousands of words you hear in a day. But that's so recall. That's, that's yeah. your brain's way of storing that into long-term memory so people think like your brain humans just don't really believe in coincidence they always think something means much more than it means is what i read wait that okay so just coincidence that you hear two thousand words in a day you just spent five minutes focusing on one word so when you hear that one word right it's like you've highlighted that word and it's going Mm -hmm. to be yeah, but there's but but it could have been one of two thousand words you highlight, and you would have heard it. Right. Yeah. So, but people, but humans like to think that it means more than it actually does. It's just coincidence. I never felt that way. Oh well, there's the whole thing is like frequency bias. People think like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, they take it as more. They take a it as sign. A sign of something. Right? The other one is my grandma. People are like my grandma got a Wheaton terrier, a mm-hmm. soft coated Wheaton terrier. And then you start seeing those dogs everywhere. And then you everywhere. just start seeing those dogs everywhere. That's like when you buy a new car. And you see a like car. Like I bought a Honda Fit and I bought it relatively new and that wasn't really a big car. And then once I bought it, I started noticing them everywhere. Yeah. And, you, and you're wondering, man, is this car just in season? Is this like right. the car of 2000? Is everyone the, buying Honda Fits is the, right now? Is the Wheaton Terrier the dog of the summer? And I think it was. <laughs> like I think... In my grandma's, <laughs> I think in Lavalette, in my I grandma's saw town. saw your grandma's wheelchair and was like, ooh, I want one of those. She might not even be the starter. She oh, might have saw someone else's. she might have been following the trend. I think that's how it worked. 
We bought a wheat and terrier because my grandma's wheat and terrier. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Oh. I don't know. But it definitely was like, I don't know any other dogs and I don't know any other cars. But once I see something. Right. You recognize, like, I, I couldn't tell you, I, I could probably name five dog breeds. I, I hate animals. I don't care about animals. But I know wheat and Terriers now because my grandma had one and now we have one. So if we're driving down the street, I see a wheat and Terrier, I'm like, look, there's a wheat and Terrier. That's funny. I have a wheat and Terrier. We don't see any other dog breed. I just scan right past it and not pick up on it at all because who cares? Yeah. So what are your final thoughts on the <laughs> Botter Minoff phenomenon? <laughs> Oh, you mean the frequency bias? Frequency bias. Mm, yes, that frequency bias. My final thoughts? Yeah. The brain is a really crazy thing. It's just coincidence. That's it. It's just, <laughs> That's I, think all. It, I would say it's just highlighted coincidence. Yeah. But cool. I still think it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's interesting. Interesting, yeah. From a psychology enthusiast standpoint. All right. Want to move on to our indulgences of the week? Sure. Indulgences. Indulgences. Before you disperse. Seen any good movies lately? I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. You watch too much TV. Indulgences. Do you like it? Do you like that accent? Should I speak like that for the rest of the podcast? No. We've been wa- sure? We started watching Mindhunter on Netflix. Oh, which is it. about... Uh, so it's a detective good. show, but it's it's not really about detectives. Detective they're not detectives. Case. They are... They're psychology detectives. They're FBI teachers. They train the FBI agents for um, high-stress situations. Mm-hmm. And then they do road school. So they go to the police departments all over the states, and they give them insight into what they're learning at the FBI. But the main character is far more interested in the psychology of it and during this is the late 70s i think that time at that point in time psychology was still like i mean not a lot of people bought into it right well, the whole especially I, not police officers well, the whole idea was simple. before this there was no serial killers there was just killing was because you were mad at someone or you were you had a vendetta against someone right and this was the time where the and FBI that was like shit people guy. are just killing because they have an urge to kill, and it's random, and the victims are not personally connected, and they had to figure out the psychology behind it. Well, and the way that people were being killed was blowing the minds of these cops. There's, and they made a point of repeating the phrase something about some something about chaos. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's a good. It's a it's good a show. Really good I, show. You are ahead of me. Yes, I am. By two I'm episodes. only four percent so saying. I don't like the lead actor. She thinks she's. Meant to be that way, whatever. Yeah. It's definitely really interesting. It's like a cool new take on detective things. And all the serial killers are... Serial killers? Are, are for real. They're not... They're, they're, they're all based not, on real serial based killers. Based on real serial killers. And real murders. And there's one and that they... came on the screen at one point, And you and I both, because we're like crime junkies and we're, yeah. always, we're like, oh, that's the BTK killer he was killing yeah. in Park, Kansas. Uh, Park City, Kansas in 1970s. And we're like, oh shit, why do we know this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a good... Re- I listened to that awesome podcast. Well, my reason I is never liked... Killing is fascinating. That's why they made mm-hmm. this show. It's terrible and it's fascinating. Psychology. Yeah. It's all... It's a good show. It's all the brain. We'll finish it and we'll give our thoughts on it at the end. I already give it to you. I also time. watched Red Oaks, which is a show on Amazon. It was only... The uh, third season just came out. Six episodes. 20 minutes long. What's Red... Red Oaks. It's about a 
Um, Is it the Country Club one? Country Club. Oh, okay. in the in, 80s? In or? New York, in the 80s. And it starts out like these characters, he just graduated college, he wants to become a director, but he's got to make money at the Country Club. His dad has a heart attack, his parents just got divorced, blah, blah, blah. Coming of age story at a country club. Uh, the first and second season, I think, are 10 episodes each, 20 minutes long. The third season, which was the last season, which they planned on. It, they knew it was the last season. It was six episodes. Really quick, really short. Uh, it's like it's not like going to knock your socks off hilarious. But if you like coming of age stories, it's I really, really liked it. Yeah, that one bored me to sleep. Sorry. No offense. It's Red Oaks. It's funny. Hmm. I like coming-of-age stories a lot. Yeah. It's good. All right, music. What do you got? Any new music for you today? This week? No, because someone keeps going into my Spotify and playing Lady Gaga. Oh, kitties. They saved a bunch of Lady Gaga to my library, and I don't even know how this happened. Kitty's been getting hacked. Hacked. My Instagram got hacked. Now my... Oh, I should probably fix this, but my Apple account got hacked recently. Yeah, you should fix that. Yeah, I know. I'm so bad. I'm so irresponsible. Well, I didn't get hacked. It was someone was trying to log into it, which is probably me just on another device. But um, it automatically locked myself out as a security yeah. measure. Turnpike Troubadours came out with a new album. I really like that band. Other than that... Um, I've been listening to um, the artist that you... Who just came out with a new album. No, see, what is this? Just say listen on this one. No, I just have to click out of it because otherwise. Okay, she's having problems. What? No, this is what it plays. What is this? Someone on my device or on my account really likes Homebrace G. No idea what that is. Alright, what were you saying? Um, I've been listening to what? What's his name? Jeffrey Martin, his. Oh, we already radio. played that on here. Like, no, no, no. I know. Week. I've been listening to his radio station with all different artists. Oh, and that's I good. really like, yeah. I've been listening to Turnpike Troubadours, who are like a. They describe themselves as a, a singer songwriter who's been stuck in too many honky tonks. Because they're kind of country. Well, mm-hmm. they're very country. Kind of honky tonky, but they're like singer songwriter. Like they're. They're not like bro country or anything like that. They have right. Mix. I'll play. I'll play a little. A little bit of a song right there. Cause you are the most famous girl I know, and I'm waiting now to catch you in the corner of my eye. I know you're gonna darken up my door. Well, I've got that old time feeling, babe. Well, it still ain't passed me by. Well, I've got that. So they put out a new album. That's a song from the album. I really like it. I don't know how many people like it. But we said we would play, at the end of the episode, we said we were going to play Noah Gunderson. Just mm-hmm. your favorite song. It's one of your favorite songs ever, I think. Yeah. yeah. What's it called? I forget uh, what it's called even. Poor Man's Son. Poor Man's Son. Or it might just be Poor Man. Hey, there's a song called Poor Man by Jeffrey Martin. Oh, on how weird. New, on that new album. It's Poor Man's Son. Yeah, Here Poor it is. Man's Son. Stone Cold Broken. All right, thank you for listening. Uh, Botter Minoff phenomenon ended, really called the failure bias. Steve Irwin's family, beautiful, uh, old time videos, kind of creepy and uh, make me feel weird. Any final thoughts? 
Nope. All right. Try your hardest. Do, do your, your best. best. Thanks for listening. Sorry. And we'll see you next week. Do you want to say it again? No. Here's Noah Gunderson, Poor Man's Son. But our strategy, to be honest, is try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest. Stone cold broke in the middle of the winter. Oh, like a poor man's son. Stone cold broke in the middle of the winter. Oh, like a poor man's son. But my father is a hard earned worker. My mother has a heart of gold. Never much younger, but I twice as old. Stone cold broke in the middle of the winter. Oh, like a poor man's son. Stone cold broke in the middle of the winter. Oh, like a poor man's son. But I've got. Money for food and a little bit of gasoline. And I got plenty of time, but I want everything now. I don't need no gold or silver. Oh, Let's go down, down.
sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down, down in the river to pray. Oh, family, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, family, let's go down, down in the river to pray. I told